Renew your mind. I love having coffee with my pasta. It's just so personal. Be encouraged. This is my favorite program. Pastor Kong is just so real. Hot seats, hot seats. Nourished in the word. The question and answers are spot on. Pastor Kong, we love you. This is the best. Something new is brewing. Hi, this is Pastor Kong. I want to invite you to sit back, relax, and have a cup of coffee with me. Join us for Coffee with Kong. Hello and welcome to the show known as Coffee with Kong. I'm your host, Bernard. Well, this show started as a simple podcast in our own church app. Basically, to ask my senior pastor some of life's most difficult or burning questions. Now, we believe this will greatly bless you and hopefully help you walk closer to God and live a purpose-driven, kingdom-driven life. Pastor Kong Hee is the senior pastor of City Harvest Church in Singapore and ever since May 2012, he has been on this radio show every week answering emails that come into us at this email address connect at cityradio.sg and it has been absolutely enriching. I invite you, if you got a burning question or a topic to suggest on the show, to write in as well. Now, through the years, we've answered a lot of questions and drank a lot of coffee. But coffee with my pastor on any day is a good day. <laughs> this series of shows will be called 3-in-1 Coffee, where we put together three episodes or emails of the same topic which have been covered through the years. Right now, we want to talk about discipleship. You know, growing up in church, we often talk about relationship and discipleship. What actually happens in discipleship? Is it important for us as Christians to get discipled? Is my cell group leader or ministry leader my discipler? Right, let's start by talking about the upward relationship with regards to someone who is older or whom we feel is our discipler. Sit back, relax, and let's have a cup of coffee with my pastor, Pastor Kong Hee. Pastor? Oh yes, uh, you're just taking a sip of the coffee? <laughs> yes, Bernard. <laughs> you know, I mean, coffee with Kong, you got to be sipping while you're talking. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, Pastor, today's topic is uh, very interesting and something that I, I, I personally, you know, like put a lot of effort into to, to digging up the right question to ask. Pastor, this year for us is the year of relationship and discipleship. R&D. Yes, but today I want to talk about uh, one facet of relationship which is called the upward relationship. Maybe I want to ask you from your insight, Pastor, maybe you can share about what are some of the right attitudes we should have when, you know, we, when we are with our leader or discipler. Some of the right attitudes we have. I think um, possibly the most important attitude that we can have is, is the attitude of honour. You got to mm. honor your your leaders, and honoring doesn't mean that that you become a doormat for people to trample over you, but honor is is birth our love. There must be a great love, uh, respect, yeah. and even if they say something that that you may not totally agree with, but you honor and respect and love them for who they are, the what they have accomplished, how they have taken care of you, how they were with you when you're going through tough times. It's just like a relationship with, with your, say, your, um, your dad, your elder brother, your mom. You know, I'm sure as the older we get, uh, you know, I, I, my dad is now 83 years old. Yeah, and we have come to a place in our relationship where my dad looks to me more like 
his pastor, not just his son, and he leans on me to make major decisions in his life, like health decision, uh, financial decisions. But yet, uh, in, in my discussion, my fellowship, my friendship with my dad, uh, I may not all the time agree with his mindset or with his advice, but I always love him and respect him and honor him because he has done amazing things for me. Yes, yes. That's, that's amazing, Pastor Honor. And, and, but Pastor, maybe you can also share something uh, like a, something practical, like a very practical tip or advice. Because let's say I give you a situation, what happens if, let's say a leader or this, like you mentioned just now, like you might not really agree, you mm. know, or, or like the Bible says, iron sharpens iron. There's bound to be sparks, you know, sometimes, and it's friction and all that. Is there a practical tip that you can, you know, teach us as we are receiving? You're talking about upward relationship. That means I, I'm assuming that you're talking about our relationship with someone who is more, who is older, who is more senior, more experienced. Well, um, what we can do is you go in with the right attitude, uh, spend time, practical things, take the person out for lunch, discuss some of the challenges you have, uh, listen for some spiritual principles that the person can give to you. And like they say, you know, you eat the flesh and throw, throw away the bones. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, and, and at the same time, you never throw the baby away with the bathwater, right? Yes. So you, you accept what you can accept. But I have learned this. I have learned that when I'm dealing with uh, servants of God, and sometimes when they give me advice, and even if I don't agree with those advices, usually when I carry them out as unto the Lord, it always works out. And I always get a great reward as a result of those obedience. The Bible does has a verse. I know it's, it's not very PC in our 21st century, but it says, obey your elders. So I have learned, I mean, I have many mentors in my life, uh, great ones like uh, Pastor Phil Bringle, Dr. Aaron Bernard, uh, others like Edwin Lewis Cole, Ove Ackman. Uh, you know, these are tremendous, tremendous men of God. and. And they don't become men of God by becoming passive. Every one of them is opinionated to the max. Every one of them hold on to their own views to the max. And sometimes it's just like you talk to an elder brother or you talk to your dad. Sometimes you need you need to uh, have a very challenging discussion. And just by learning to speak up my view, hold my ground and have a good debate on it, it actually, this is exactly what you say, iron sharpening iron. Sparks will fly. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you do it with tremendous honor and tremendous love. And when there is a stalemate, at the end, you back down and you say, okay, thank you so much, brother. I, I'll hear what you're saying and, and I'll do my best to, to, to flow with how you advise me. Wow. And if the person is a real man of God, you know, and not a controller, not a control freak, it, usually it it will work both ways and but if the person is treating you like a doormat then i would say ditch that guy it's you know he's not he's not meant to be your mentor or discipler wow <laughs> <laughs> what a what a word <laughs> yes I, i'm blessed because i have many mentors that are very very ultra believe me ultra um opinionated yeah. and and they come from different generation and and just like you deal with anyone who is older there's always a generation gap yes you know and 
But they try their best to respect me, to understand me,、mm. and I try my best to listen to them and to submit to them. And I would say nine out of ten, I would submit. The one out of ten where I won't submit is when the person is is trying to play the role of the Holy Spirit and trying to exert undue control over my life. At that point, I would say,、mm, "Thank you very much, but maybe our relationship is not meant to be." <laughs> it doesn't get as upfront as that. <laughs>、uh, you try to do it as much honor、yes. as you can. Yes. Yeah. No, Pastor. I, I,、uh, I just now you were sharing and、uh, mentioning a, a particular name,、uh, Doctor Edwin Lewis Cole. You know,、uh, maybe was there is there an incident that you can share? You know, because Doctor Cole and probably Doctor Bernard are very different. You know, from one another, or Doctor Cole and Doctor Cho are very different. But you know, I many years ago when I first came to City Harvest, I had the privilege of even seeing him preach on the stage. Pastor, maybe as yourself, when you were receiving discipleship, probably was there an incident that you can <laughs> share? Is something interesting and something?、Uh, I remember one time you were you were talking about、um, introducing、uh, introducing your your partner. Uh, yes, I remember that Doctor Cole was like talking to you, and then when you stood up and you said that, "Oh, hi, my name is Kong, and、uh, this is my wife's son." And then Doctor Cole did something. He he said like, "Oh, you know,、uh, do that again." <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> wow, it's so long ago. You know, Doctor Cole is just <laughs> super duper amazing. Doctor Cole is a giant of a man, and he's the father of the. Manhood movement. I mean, out of his ministry came Promise Keepers and and every other ministry that has to do with manhood. Well, Doctor Cole um uh is a man's man. He is he's a man's man. He is very hard with men, but very tender and gentle with ladies. So a long time ago, I was. I was、uh, invited to a men's meeting, and the spouses were all invited to come in, and so we are supposed to introduce all our uh, uh, spouse. So,、um, so I, I think I was, I was very typical, very、uh, shy, very.、Uh, I said, "Well, I'm calm," and and I think I, I, I didn't give very good introduction of son. So Doctor Cole stopped me on my tracks right there and then, and said, "Kong, can you please stand up, pull the chair to help your wife get out of the seat, and then can you please honor her and give her a proper introduction?" And he said this in a room full of other pastors and other preachers, and I humbled myself, and I did that, and but but there's something about. Doctor Cole, he he's is not he's not em, embarrassing me or demeaning me in public. And first of all, we are in a room full of brothers, and he's like、uh, our spiritual father. So,、yes. so when he speak to us, it's like a family talk. Yes. And、uh, and he say that in a very loving tone. Yes. But with great authority. <laughs> so I learned that son was absolutely shocked. <laughs> And son was trying to. It's okay. It's okay. And Doctor Cole is saying, "Son, listen. I'm I'm trying to coach Kong. So let me do my job." So son just kept quiet, and then she felt like a princess. Son said, "I mean, Doctor Cole said, 'Your wife, your wife is your princess, and you must treat her as such.' Never forget that. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing, Pastor. And、uh, 
Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, and 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 I just I just got to say that uh, Dr. Er Bernard is actually a disciple of Dr. Cole. So in many ways, when it comes to interpersonal relationship and it comes to relationships with your spouse, uh, they are very similar. Ah, oh, they are very similar. Very right? similar. You know, Pastor, thank you so much for sharing in and and you know I think it's it's more like the right attitude and when we when we are receiving discipleship that we look you know to to our mentors our disciples with that that right attitude humble ourselves like what you said even in your incidents in in a room for people but i believe it's because you understood that whatever he was doing was meant for your good yeah and let me say this that um the christian walk is very much um a relationship very similar to a family life and how we relate to our parents is very often how we relate to the mentors and disciples that God has put over our lives but again to qualify that just like there are there are dysfunctional parents there are also dysfunctional leaders so we must learn to approximate space and we must learn how to relate appropriately approximating of space and relating appropriately <laughs> hebrews 10:35 has a very encouraging verse It says therefore do not cast away your confidence which has great reward. I want to encourage you no matter what you're going through have great confidence in God, have great confidence in what is deposited inside you, your gifts, your abilities, your vision and it will bring forth a great blessing and reward for you. God bless you. That was part 1 and I hope this is helpful in some way to you. For this next part, we are going to flip things around. This time if you are a person in leadership or of a certain level of influence in church or ministry, we hope this will greatly bless you. Well, Bernard, you know, in my hand is a, a, a cup. I'm <laughs> enjoying my coffee once again. Yes, Pastor. Pastor Wah, thank you so much for having me on the show. And I know for for last week we talked about um because our church is in the zone of relationship and discipleship. So, uh we touched a little bit about uh the disciples point of view, but today I want to bring it to the other angle. We want to talk about the disciples angle. Yes, or people who have been put, uh, you know, in a position of influence, or are able to impact someone's lives. Okay, so pastor, can I just ask, like, what are do you think, like, what are some of the right attitudes we must have towards the people under our discipleship? Well, I think everything in the kingdom of God is motivated by love. Love is the greatest motivation. I think everything must be born out of uh, a desire to want to to help, to want to care. to want to nurture i know that that is my approach every time i meet one of my disciples my first thought is what can i do to add value to this person's life how can i bring this person closer to god how can i actually uh, make a difference and make his life and his ministry a little better wow but pastor can i just ask like because sometimes when you meet someone are there people that you feel that are not receptive to you sometimes I'm I'm sure you, you we meet all kinds of people and human nature is always at work. Yes. Um but you know I do choose my disciples very carefully. Jesus prayed through the whole night before he decided on the 12. In our church we have three levels of discipleship. We have the buddy system, we have mentoring and then we have discipleship itself. With the buddy system is is more a friendship for accountability, for companionship and with um uh mentoring is more teaching a skill. teaching ministry know-how yes. uh giving knowledge 
giving apprenticeship. But when it comes to discipleship, it's really a challenging of character. And and that is the highest level. And you must remember Jesus had 12 disciples and with 11 of them, because Judas left with 11, he changed the whole world. We, We are here today as a result of those 11 disciples. So discipleship, when it's done properly, has far-reaching impact. I don't know if I answer your question or not, Bernard, but... Yes, you did, Pastor. Uh, <laughs> totally. Well, if I meet somebody who's not receptive, I, I will try to challenge his value. I said, hey, are, are you listening to me? What have you learned? You wow. know, and all the communication skill that I put in, yes. can, can you please uh, clarify, re-clarify? Can you reflect? Tell me, um, does it make sense to you? And, yes. and if the person is not receptive, I want to know why. I want to know why are you not receptive? Is it because uh, you're stubborn or is it because it's not applicable? Is it because what I've been saying is superfluous? It's not not needed in your life? And if it's not needed, then maybe I missed it. But if it's needed and you don't want to listen, then it's only to your detriment. Wow. (laughs) <laughs> it's actually an eye-opener for me for the first time hearing this. You know, like if somebody's not receptive, you want to know. So actually the discipler actually makes takes the initiative to, to follow up and follow through of what's, what's uh, happening and the progressive of this uh, relationship. You know, one of the best advices ever given to me was by a, a older pastor and said, Kong, in ministry, in church, you must look at the kingdom of God like a family. Wow. And so a discipler is really like a, a spiritual dad. I'm like a spiritual father to all my boys. And the way um, a father should treat the son and relate to the son, that's how a discipler should be. Wow. Pastor, I want to ask uh, if you can share a very practical tip or method that we, you know, maybe some of us are fresh at this, so we want to adopt. Maybe some way we can build a bond of trust with them. A, a tip? I, I think. Um, I think going out for dinner, going out for meals is a very, very uh, radical way of building relationship. Um, people open up over a meal. I, I, I don't like discipleship where can we meet at 3 o'clock this coming Tuesday and have one hour Bible study. I, I want discipleship to be maintainable. This is a relationship. Yes. My, my dad would not uh, come to me and say, Kong, I'm going to see you uh, next week for an hour and then we're going to do this project together. No, no, no. <laughs> My dad would say, hey, will you come visit me? Or can I come to your home and visit you? Yes. No agenda. We sit down. We, 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 we lay our hair down. And then we build relationship and we build bonding. I, I think that's how it works. Over a meal and over coffee as well. Over coffee. Yes. I'm still holding on to the coffee. That's why we have coffee with Kong. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Pastor, now I, I'm just going to swing it to a little bit more serious, okay? Sure, uh, go ahead, fire away. Some people ask this question, you know, how should a discipler go about in his or her attitude and behavior in a time of correction? A discipler or disciple? Discipler. That means when you have to correct, when a discipler has to correct a disciple. Well, ask yourself again, what will you do to your own boy? What will you do to your son? What you do to your daughter? How would you bring discipline to your boy? You know, when when I discipline Dayan, I would say Dayan. You know, I I would be firm. Yes. I would I would be serious, and and you Dayan may try to wriggle his way out. I will not give him an inch. <laughs> but but I'm not going to be abusive. Yes. I am not going to threaten. I am not going to um, use concrete authority. Yes. So. Uh, because I don't think I don't think parenting um, 
I, I think discipline is necessary, but I don't believe in threats. Yes. So, and and after after um, a, a time of correction, I gotta explain why. See, people are not afraid of commitment or correction, but they want to know why. And I gotta explain. I gotta say, uh, Dayan, you know why Daddy was firm just now because your attitude was bad. You're gonna make, uh, you're gonna make Grandma sad. You're gonna make cousin sad by by your attitude, and that's not how you should behave. You want people to like you, right? Then you got to be nice to people. Now that's to a little boy. Well, to my disciple, I may say, you know what? That's not how you should re- you should react just now. Mm. You know, I mean, we are servants of God. You want your members to respect you. Then you got to earn the respect. You got to carry yourself in a respectable way. So I can be I can be strong and firm, and then I explain. Yes. And then if not ne- only 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 if necessary, if discipline is needed, I say you know what I'm I'm really sorry. Um, maybe for this season of time, I I need you to just take a break. You know, just take a break. Put your life in order. You wow. obviously you're you're losing your cool too much, or you're you are not telling the truth. Enough. You're not transparent, open enough. Why don't you just take some time, work on this in your character, or work on your marriage, whatever the situation may be. Yes. Yes. And and then come back to it. When it comes to discipline, you, it, there's no one size fit all. Yes. And and you gotta be very careful. You know, e- even in the case of Jesus, you you notice with Simon Peter, Peter denied Jesus three times. Yes. He and and one translation say when he denied Jesus, he actually cursed at the name of God. Now it was a very serious thing. But yet, fifty days later, Jesus made him the head of the church. Yes. So when it comes to meeting out discipline, there is no one size fit all. Yes. And you got to pray and seek God, and um, yeah, uh, maybe use this illustration. Handling disciples sometimes is like holding on to soap. Soap. Yeah. If you press too hard, you're gonna lose that person. You got to press just right. Wow. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yes, Pastor. And, and you know what? At just a few episodes, you just made me look at uh, rice in a different way. Now, I look at soap in a very different yeah. way. Yeah. Handling people is like handling soap. Pastor, thank you so much for, for sharing this. You know, I, I just really want to say that like, what you're saying, really, as a disciple, we need to have transparency. At the same time, there's also a little bit of courage that we need to have as well. Sometimes when you have to face or you have to correct. You have All to right. I want to share a verse from Matthew 28 and verse 19. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. So making disciples is really what the Great Commission is all about. It's not just about evangelism. And this is Jesus' final command to us. And I pray that we'll take that to heart and we'll be a disciple maker everywhere we go. I hope you are enjoying this 3-in-1 coffee series so far. If you are, we'd love to hear from you. Write to us at connect.cityradio.sg. Give us some love and some encouragement, okay? Also, if you would like to ask a question or if you have a specific topic to suggest on the show, don't be a stranger. Write in to me. Alright, let's get ready for more Coffee Talk with my pastor, Pastor Kong Hee. Hi Bernard, it's so good to be with you. I have my coffee in my hand yes. right now. Pastor, yeah. I, I think right now the coffee is not very warm. 
It's really cold coffee. <laughs> cold coffee. Actually, Pastor, I honestly tell you, it's either I like iced coffee, I drink iced coffee, or I drink hot coffee. Hey, no? Let me ask you, do, do you like Japanese coffee? You know Japanese coffee in the tin can? They, they like to put it in the fridge. Fri- yes, yeah, you like warm, that? The warm oh, yeah, yeah, you like that? Yes, I love that. So recently, somebody from Japan came and brought me a whole paper bag of tin can Japanese coffee. That is so cool. <laughs> so I'm slowly savoring it over the many weeks. Yes, Pastor. Fantastic. <laughs> coffee on any day is always good. It's always good. It's Pastor, always good. Today, my topic should be an easy one for you. Okay. Yeah. The title is called Changing Discipler. Changing Discipler. Okay. This email came actually quite some time. So yeah. I'm very sorry to the writer. But he says that prefers to remain anonymous as usual. Okay. So I, I just gotta... He says that I have a topic for Coffee Yukong. I know this topic has been covered before, but I hope this question will be useful to the listeners tuning in. Yes. So it says, the question is, we know the importance of discipleship and mentoring in our walk with Christ. Right. We also know that in our walk, we might have more than one discipler to disciple and mentor us. Yes. My question is, how do we know when it is the time we should have another or change discipler in our lives? I think it is like this, you know, it's like you you have kindergarten teachers, you have primary school teachers, you have uh, university lecturers, mm. and then you have, you, you come into internship in corporations and companies. And you know that all our instructors along the way, they have certain disposition, they have certain capacity to impart things into your life. Yeah. And a kindergarten teacher is, is really perfect for your that period of your life. And mm-hmm. then you got to move on to primary school. Then you got to move on secondary, yeah. Yeah, junior college. Mm-hmm. And, and you know the way they talk to you is different. The way they impart to you and guide you is different. Wow. And as good as uh, maybe even a lecturer in a JC or university is, it's quite different, say, when you go to a hospital to work under a doctor or you go to a law firm to work under a senior counsel. It's different, isn't it? Yes, yes, yeah. totally. And, and so when the time comes, there would, should be a sensing in your spirit. God will bring somebody else into your life. Yeah. Somebody else. And it doesn't mean that you don't honor your previous disciple, but you know that the time has come for you to go on to the next level. Wow. Yeah. A good classic example, Bernard, mm. would be, say for example, my relationship with Canon James Wong. Yeah. I grew up with Canon Wong and he was my first pastor. Yes. And I served as a volunteer under him, grew up under him, listened to all his sermons, traveled with him, wow. planted churches with him, yeah. and I worked for him wow. for a season. And then eventually we were colleagues in the ministry. And today he's like a member of City Harvest Church. Wow. And today we have such a friendship. He's family to me. Yes. On some areas he looked to me as his pastor now. You know, the relationship has a, ch- a shift. Yes. But yeah. I always honor him wow. as, as my past, my first pastor. Mm. And yet, he knows that, that there are others in my life that like Dr. Cho, mm. who is able to take me to a higher level. Yeah. So, there's no jealousy. There's no competition. It's just a natural progression of life. Wow. Pastor, you actually answered the, the, the last part of his question because he says that how, what happens if during our walk with Christ, the disciple walks ahead of the disciple? So in this case... Yeah, a good example you have in the Bible would be like Paul and Barnabas. Isn't, the Bible doesn't waste its words. Everything is, is divinely inspired. When you read the book of Acts, it was at first Barnabas and Paul, Barnabas and Paul, Barnabas and Paul, and came to a point, suddenly, shoop, there's a change. Paul and Barnabas. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's, and it is not only uh, uh, natural, it is expected. 
because God wants our disciples to do better than us. Yeah. Like for example, you know, in the case of Saul and David, Saul has slain his thousands. David has slain his ten thousands. Jesus says, even Jesus, you will do mightier works than me. Wow. So at some point in time, a disciple, if a, if I, Bernard, you know, I'm your pastor. Yes. If I do my job properly, hmm. you know, at we should come to a point where you do even greater works than I've done. Wow. If I have done my job properly. Wow. Yeah. That is a good saying, Pastor. Yeah. Good saying. Yeah. Pastor, I'm so excited, man, that I can talk to you here in, you know, <laughs> in SunTech. Yeah. And, oh. can, can, can I, but can I just add on to this, you know, mm, and mm. to say that, for example, the Bible talks about instructors and it mm. talks about fathers. Yes. Yes. Instructors, I think there'll be many. The Bible says you will have many instructors. So mm. there, there will be changes, you know, but a spiritual father. Yeah. And he would stay your spiritual father for the greater part of your life, even when you have outgrown him. Still your father. My dad is my dad. I mean, my earthly dad is my dad. My dad is 84 years old. Yeah. He's still my dad. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I get what you mean. You know, he's still my dad. The honor will always be there. Always. Yeah, and let's say with Bernard, in the sense right now, I'm like a... I'm your pastor, yes. I'm your mentor, I'm your instructor. Yes. And I hope that, you know, one day even when you have outgrown me, when I'm of no quote quote instructional use for you, but you always mm. look to me as your pastor. Wow. Yeah. As my father. Okay. And that, that's <laughs> not for me to say, you yes, know, yes, that's yes, for yes. you to say. Yes. But that should remain. I look to Kenneth Wong as my pastor, as a spiritual father in the faith. And it doesn't matter if he's now older, he's frail, he's weaker. He couldn't impart much to me except to pray for me. But I will never lose my respect or my love or my honor for him. He's family. Amen. Yeah. I love this verse from 1 Corinthians 4 verse 15. Say, For though you have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet you do not have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus I have begotten you through the gospel. So the Bible talks about instructors, teachers, and spiritual fathers so i pray you'll find yours we hope you enjoyed the show if you have a burning question or a topic to suggest write to us connect at cdradio.sg connect at cdradio.sg to find out more about city harvest church visit our website at www.chc.org.sg www.chc.org.sg don't forget to follow pastor kong hee on facebook instagram and twitter at P.S. Kong Yi. At P.S. Kong Yi. God bless you and stay safe.